Bible says that who is man that you are mindful of him, O God. That Father, even in our unfaithfulness, O God, the Bible says that you still prove yourself faithful. Therefore, Lord, O God in heaven, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for the privilege to gather here once again. We have not come here because we wanted to. We came because you invited us. Thank you for this invitation, O God. We just want to bless your holy name, O God in heaven. Have your way in our midst, O God. The Bible says that at the entrance of your word, bring it light. Father God in heaven, we speak light, O God. We ask that, Lord, let there be light, O God. For everything that represents darkness in our lives, O God. On the authority of scriptures, we say, let there be light. Let your light shine forth, O God. Amen. And your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Blessed be your holy name, O God, in heaven. Amen. Lord, O God, in heaven, I acknowledge myself as only but a vessel. I ask that, Lord, you will speak through me. Let the hearts of the hearers be blessed. Our minds be renewed and our lives be changed. All to the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Please be seated in God's awesome presence. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. open our bibles to the book of first peter chapter 2 from verses 1 to 3 praise god if you're there with me say amen 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 praise god for those of us who are newcomers to the place of victory here swansea uh, by the grace of god as inspired by the holy spirit our theme for this month is is our month of growth praise god and so for those who are writing um the title of my sermon is still growth but the second part of my sermon praise god so it's more or less like grow 2.0 if, if if there's anything you want to target praise god hallelujah and our anchor text like i said earlier is in the book of first peter chapter 2 first peter 2 from verses 1 to 3 praise god hallelujah okay we have two anchor texts that we're going to be sharing this morning and the first of them is first peter 2 from verses 1 to 3 and it says therefore laying aside all malice all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Hallelujah. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And the second verse that we're looking at this morning is First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. From verses 23 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 from verses 23 praise God and now Apostle Paul says now may the God of peace praise the Lord now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ hallelujah may the god of peace himself sanctify you completely and may you and may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ may the lord bless the reading of his word in jesus mighty name 
Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay? So just to give a brief recap of the things that we have looked at over the course of this month. Praise Lord. We first of all established that when we are speaking of growth, three things that we have come to understand about God's mind on growth. Three key things that we have been able to establish on the subject of growth as it relates to God's expectations. Number one is that growth is God's expectation from his creation as this validates or proves the existence of life. Praise God. In other words, we are saying that anything that is alive, the proof of it being alive is that it grows. Praise God. Hallelujah. The moment nothing grows is a proof that that thing is dead. Hallelujah. And so God expects that so long as there is life in your lungs, praise God, by nature you are expected to grow. Hallelujah. Number two is that what? Growth must be intentional. Hallelujah. It does not happen by chance. In other words, when we are looking at God's idea of us growing, we must be deliberate. Praise God. So in other words, when you eat, no matter how tasty that food is, at the end of the day, the relevance or the essence of the things that you eat is as, is as a result of you growing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, as a matter of fact, when it comes to um, children, when we started having children and the health visitor would come to assess that child, there were certain things that were supposed to be seen in that child. And the moment that child is not hitting those marks, then there is a, um, a reason for concern. Praise the Lord. And number three is that as a result of man being complete, we established it last week, that man is a tripartite being. In other words, man is first and foremost a spirit. Because when the Bible says that God made us in his image and his likeness, God is not a man nor woman. Praise God. God is a spirit. And so when we're talking about God making us in his image and likeness, we are a spirit. And so for that reason, we have the tendencies or the characteristics of God in our spirit man. Praise the Lord. However, this man that we're talking about was created to function here on the earth. Praise God. And so if man was to function on the earth, man has a soul. Praise the Lord. Now, the Bible will um, interchange it to say, uh, you know, that um, the soul and the spirit. But you see, when we're looking at the context of what we're, we're um, dealing with this morning, there is a split as seen in Paul's letter to the Thessalonian church. And finally, is that man exists in a body. Praise God. That the moment the body is no longer alive, so to speak, your sojourn here on earth, has come to an end praise god and so so long as we are functioning in this vicinity called earth there are certain things that god expects you and i to abide by that would make for our growth praise god okay and so in the subject of growth now we see apostle john writing in the book of third john chapter two, 1 verse 2 and he says my beloved i pray that you may what prosper in all things praise god in all things in other words it does not give god a delight if you are prospering in some and deficient in in the other praise god i remember i said it here two weeks ago that if man is a tripartite being 
and God is committed or is interested in my growth and in your growth. In other words, for our growth to be complete, we must be growing in these three aspects of our existence. Praise God. In other words, that we must be growing spiritually. We must be growing soulishly, if I want to put it that way. Okay? And we must be growing physically. Hallelujah. Only then are we um, living life according to God's design. Praise God. And so therefore, there must be a balance. Praise God. There must be a balance. Praise God. And so here, John was saying here, they said, Beloved, I pray that what you may prosper. Now, you can interchange that prosper to be grow because prosperity in itself means to progress. To progress means that you are growing. Hallelujah. And he says that I desire or I pray that you what grow what in all things, even as thy soul is prospering. Praise God. Even as thy soul is prospering. Now, when you read the Hebrew text of that passage, the subject soul there is referring to the spirit man. So in other words, I want to believe that the people he was writing this scripture to were focusing on their spirit life. Praise God. They were paying attention to their spirit life. However, there was a portion of their existence that was deficient. And so he was calling their attention to that aspect of their lives. Praise God. And I said it here last, uh, two weeks ago that, you know, that this is why in the body of Christ that it is possible for someone to be paying attention to their spiritual life and yet they are broke. I remember when I was in university in Nigeria, there was this guy, every prayer vigil that you would think of, this guy would be there. Praise God. But, but when it came to the, the reason why he was in school, he was failing. Am I making sense? And so for that reason, this guy, as he relates to his spirit man, he was robust. You know, he could speak in tongues, he could pray, he could study the word. But when he came to his aspect of the reason why he was in school, he was deficient. And now someone will say, oh, perhaps he's on a curse or whatever it is, but that's not the issue. The essence is that there is something wrong somewhere. Because if we are doing it according to this scripture, he says what? I desire that what? You prosper in all things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we are seeing that God's intention is that everything must be 360. Praise God. That our spirit, our soul, and our body in all these aspects of our lives must be growing in equal measure. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay? And so there's a very funny question, not a very funny question rather, but a very um, intriguing question. In other words, that if you want to grow, you must first of all assess where you are. Praise God. Like I said earlier on, you know, when the health visitor would come, there are some certain things that a child should be doing at certain stages of their life. At nine months, they expect to be seeing certain things. At one year, they expect to be seeing certain things. At two years, four years, all those things are based on expectations. Praise God. And so when God was, God asked Adam a very funny question. Because God is omniscient. He knows everything. But when God was looking for Adam, or rather when Adam disobeyed God, God asked Adam a very interesting question. And he says, Adam, where are you? Praise the Lord. Where are you? In other words, if we are saying that God is interested in our growth, and there are certain things that we should be hitting. Certain, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the word that health visitors use. Um, it's not landmarks. Um, 
milestones thank you very much um if god is interested in our growth there are certain milestones that we must be hitting and so the question god is asking you and i this morning is where are you praise god that in the spectrum of growth for your life and my life first and foremost is what where are you praise god where are you and last week like dr austin was preaching last week and he said that one of the reasons so last week we looked at spiritual growth today we are looking at the aspect of the soul praise god and so one of the things that we must understand that the essence of our growth the reason why we must desire growth in the first place or for us as believers is that our milestone is to be like christ praise the lord so if you want to know how far you've grown all you need to do is to read the gospels praise god because the gospel gives us um a narrative of how christ existed here on the earth as man not as god praise the lord and so for that reason christ is our milestone he is the yardstick and so here the bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4 from verse 11 to 14 it says and he himself that the reason why christ gave in the body of christ this system of of building capacity is that the reason why he gave the body of christ apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers is for what the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for a defying of the body of christ it says till we all come to the unity of faith of the knowledge of the son of god what to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ praise god and so christ is our standard when it comes to our dealing with people you know it is good to have mentors it is good to have people you look up to these people are supposed to be a proof that is possible but after all is said and done christ remains what our standard this is why paul will say follow me even as i am what following christ praise god now the reason why this is important is because many a times the reason why we are disappointed in the church is because we make people our standards not realizing that what they are men praise god in other words for the fact that you are a man indicates to me that there is a potential in you to have a flaw praise the lord and so for that reason when people let you down you only are disappointed because you held them to the stature of christ praise god but christ remains what our standard are we together and so here someone said that my goal every day is to do what to be more like jesus that must be the desire for growth that even from this month onwards that the desire for your life the aim and the objective of your existence is that every day I must take it up a notch praise god if christ forgave and the bible says for example peter came to ask Jesus and said that you know how many times must i forgive my neighbor before i can do whatever i want jesus said what it is 70 times 7. in other words in that particular day that particular person must offend you 490 times in a day so even if you wanted to be angry at least an average anger span is about let's say 30 minutes praise god 
So you see that that 490 days, it can't even exhaust it before the next day comes. In other words, that we must be able to forgive as Jesus forgave. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so from the anchor text we read here again, just to refresh our minds, Paul was saying that may the Lord what sanctify you in your whole body, your whole spirit, and your soul. Praise God. Okay? And we said last uh, two weeks ago that the dimensions of growth explaining these aspects of our growth, that the spiritual growth here, that the reason why is important is because it helps us maintain our relationship with God. That's important. It helps us maintain our relationship with God. And so when you're looking at things like about spiritual growth, you're talking about how you pray, how you study the word of God, you know, um, um, the development of your spirit man. Praise God. Because this is what even enables us to even hear God in the first place. However, the next level what is at the growth of our soul. And we understand the soul to mean the mind, the will, and the emotion of any man. Praise God. You know, some people will say that is the seat of human desires. Praise God. This is the part that is truly you that makes you unique. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, someone wrote a book and said that, you know, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Now, the reason why that book was written was because that person had tried to understand women, but he couldn't. Why? Because the genetic makeup of a woman is different. Praise God. They are more in touch with their emotions than an average male. Praise God. And so when you understand this, it's talking about what? How we make for our interactions with other people meaningful. Praise God. So if I'm focused on my spiritual growth, the reason I must focus on the growth of my soul or my intellect is because this is what enables me to exist effectively here on the earth. Praise God. Okay? And the physical growth here we established was that what? This is the part of our health. Praise God. Because no matter how ambitious, no matter how driven you may be, the moment your leg is broken, you can't run. Praise God. I'm just giving that as an instance. In other words, we must look after this body that God has given us if we are to accomplish God's ideas for our lives. Praise the Lord. Okay? And so then we begin to look at the soul of man. What is the soul of man? What is the soul of man? Because even as I'm going deeper and deeper in this, I want you to begin to internalize these things. Okay? And so here he said that the soul of man is in the context, in the context refers to the seat of his emotions, the desires, the affections, and the appetite. It is the aspect of man that influences our decisions and our human interactions. Praise God. Praise God. This is why that it is not a good excuse that you are a Christian and at work you are a horrible person. Praise the Lord. Why? Because obviously your soul is not growing. Praise the Lord. This is the part we talk about emotional intelligence. You're, you, you being able to master yourself such that you are not a, a, a pain to somebody but you are a delight to that person. Praise God. Because remember, the Bible says that what we are supposed to what? Display the fragrance of God in every place. Praise God. Um, I remember reading, um, just yesterday, uh, the message version of Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. And I'll just read it quickly just to give us the context of what I'm saying. 
Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13. Now, this was Jesus speaking. I'm reading particularly from the message version. It says, let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out God's flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? Praise God. If you what? If you lose your saltiness, how would people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. It says, here is another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand that now that I've put you there on a hilltop and on a light stand, shine. Praise God. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you would prompt people to open up to God, this generous Father in heaven. Praise God. And so for that reason, you begin to understand why you must grow as it relates to your soul. Praise God. I'm just giving an example only because we deal with human beings. Praise God. You know, many times people will say, oh, that, you know, I just want to focus on God. I don't care about people. But guess what? How you treat people is a reflection of how you treat God. Praise the Lord. Because even the Bible says that, what? how can you love a God that you cannot see? But yet you hate people that you truly see. Praise God. And so you understand this is the essence of why we must grow. And I said here that this deals with his mind, his will, and his emotions. You know, as a matter of fact, you're right, you know, one of the reasons why Christianity has not been, for a want of a, a better word, packaged in a delightsome way is because for generations, even myself growing up, we have been taught from the two ends of the extremes. Praise God. So on one extreme, you have those who are preaching holiness. Praise God. And on the other extreme, you have those who are preaching prosperity. Praise God. But guess what? God wants us to have a balance. Because it is possible to still be holy and prospering. Praise God. In the past, I've said that, oh, you know, if you're holy, that means when it comes to the aspect of, you know, thriving in your career or being financially wealthy or whatever it is, that is a sin. You know, I remember our general overseer at the GEO, at some point in time, you know, one of the Holy Ghost nights, he was preaching and he said that, you know, he remembered then in the church, even having a car, praise God, even having a car was seen as backsliding. And so for that reason, somebody gave him a car and he went to park it in his garage, working on his feet. And so you realize that if that is the case, you begin to hear statements then. You say, you know what? I can't be as poor as a church rat. Praise God. Why? Because they have painted Christianity to be that part of, or that faith, that the moment you align yourself with God, then I lose taste of everything else that exists around me. But the Bible said that what? God has given us all things for us to do what? Enjoy. But again, you have the other extreme 
who are saying that oh you must prosper you know god has given us all the wealth in this world but again they they, they focus so much on prosperity that it begins to bring disgrace to the church and so you see people saying oh money grabbers praise god as a matter of fact in recent times you know there has been so much criticism on the aspect of paying of tithes you know and all these things and so when somebody's from the outside looking at christianity like you know what if this is what it is then why am i why am i budging myself but the reality of it is that god is seeking for balance praise god because again i say it, it is possible to be holy and yet be prospering because the essence of this is to show us that it is possible that you can still be godly and have a thriving business that you can still be godly and be enjoying the best of this world hallelujah and so the essence of it is not flying private jets praise god but is that you remain focused on what god has called you to do you know there's a man that i i i, I love so much um I read about a story, um, through Cathy, you know, for many of us who know the American chain restaurant, um, Chick-fil-A, you know, um, even up until the day he died, he remained a Christian and he built his business solely on Christian values. And yet he was a billionaire. And so they begin to stand as reference points that this thing is truly possible. That when we are focusing on spiritual growth, that we must also focus on that aspect of our lives that makes for human interactions. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay? And so here, we now ask ourselves, how then does our soul grow? Praise God. Remember we said that our soul is that aspect that deals with our mind, our wills, and our emotions. And I came here to say that you know, that the agency responsible for the growth of the soul is nothing else but what? Knowledge. Praise God. I'm going somewhere. That the agency responsible for the growth of our soul is what? Knowledge. Knowledge. However, it doesn't end in knowledge. I said here that what knowledge is incomplete if it is not complemented with understanding. Excuse me. Praise God. That knowledge is incomplete if it is not complemented with what? Understanding. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, a popular scripture that we all no and it says what that wisdom is what is what the principal thing it did not end there because when you understand it wisdom as we know it is what the right application of what knowledge praise god but how can you apply something you don't understand and so the writer of proverbs went further to say that but what in all thy getting in all thy getting, do what? Get understanding. Because this is what makes the difference between someone who understands and someone who doesn't. Praise the Lord. You know, someone said that if you want to know a proof of foolishness, the foolishness is a medical doctor who has the knowledge on the dangers of smoking. But yet you see him outside smoking. Praise God. They have the knowledge. However, they're not wise because what that knowledge has not been rightfully applied am i making sense 
And so you begin to understand that if our soul is to grow, if we are to grow to manifest to all that God desires of you and I, then we must be a people who are what desiring of knowledge. Remember I said two weeks ago, that's what? That the first agency for growth is what? Desire. Praise God. It is hunger that makes you eat. And so whatever eating is to the body, what that desire for knowledge must be to your soul. Praise God. And we said that what knowledge or rather that growth is what deliberate, is intentional. Praise God. You must make plans. You must make a budget. You must make accommodation for, you, for, for your growth. And so if I was to ask us, what's your growth plan? Because I want to believe that everybody seated here, there is something that you desire to be. There is something, a dream, a desire that God has put within you. You know, Denzel Washington said that anything you desire, genuinely desire, is a proof that God has made it possible for you. However, there is a demand for you and I. And that is where we begin to make investments in that area of thing. Praise God. And so what's your growth plan? Because it is good to desire or to wish something, but there must be a plan on how to accomplish it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What is that thing that you want to do? You know, someone said that nobody builds a house and then draws the blueprint. It is the blueprint first, then the building of the house. Why? Because then you're able to have a picture of what it is you want to build. And by that picture, you are able to make corrections where necessary. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so here, it is important that it is the understanding of instructions and it's heeding to these instructions that brings about growth. Praise God. It is what? The understanding of these instructions that brings about growth. You know, I like that statement in John 6 verse 6. The Bible said that, and Jesus asked Philip when it was time to feed the 5,000. And he asked him, what do we have or what should we do? And the Bible says in the verse 6 there that Jesus in himself knowing what to do. You see, that statement may be so simplistic. However, that is the secret for life. That at every point in time, you know what to do. That's the secret to progress. At every point in time, you know what to do. Whatever, at that point in time, challenges are no longer challenges. The reason why is a challenge is because you don't know what to do. You ask someone, oh, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. Praise God. Who are you going to call? I don't know. And so you understand why God is particular about this. That our reality must be that we must not be a people who are confused, but we know exactly what to do. And how do you know what to do? Knowledge. Praise God. A very interesting story in the book of Daniel. The Bible says that based on God's timeline, that the children of Israel, would go into captivity in babylon praise god but they remain in captivity until there was this young boy there was a young boy named daniel and the bible says in daniel chapter 9 verse 2 it said that what i daniel i understood by books praise god from reading the historical account he began to understand god's prophetic destiny for children of israel 
that they will spend about 70 or 80 years in captivity and the moment that timeline ends it is time to go back home and so he began to pray that lord it is time fulfill your word but what made him pray is what knowledge 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 to know what god's ideal or what makes things work and how to make it work praise the lord hallelujah and i said that there are five ways through which you can acquire knowledge there are five ways through which you can acquire knowledge number one is by reading it's by reading it's okay to to have reading as a hobby but reading must be part of your growth plan praise the lord praise god the only way you can acquire knowledge one of them is what through what reading and the passage that i read that i i explained before daniel chapter 9 verse 2 says i daniel the only way i had understanding is by what reading of books praise god number two is what listening listening the bible says that jesus that the only you know when you read luke chapter 2 from verse 52 of it it says and the child grew and waxed in wisdom and found favor before god and before men we know through scripture there is a cause and effect praise god so if you read in verse 52 why did he grow how did he find favor and with god the answer is in verse 46 the bible said that what he sat in the midst of the doctors and the teachers what listening to them and what asking questions praise god that's the secret for growth that's how we acquire knowledge you know my mom always told me that whoever asks questions never gets lost sometimes we are too prideful to ask we are too prideful to ask i think men were we are victims of this you know gone are the days when satnav didn't really used to exist in africa i'll say nigeria to be precise and so we had human satnavs praise god and so when you're going somewhere I remember one time you know my mom and dad were, were in the car we were much younger and my mom was telling my dad just ask the guy next ask him for that my dad said no 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 i know where i'm going i know where i'm going and many at times we play life that way i know where i'm going i know where i'm going but that's the reason why god placed us in the company of people they are supposed to be signposts to that destination that we are getting to the reality of it is that there is nothing you want to do that somebody hasn't done it all you can do is to improve on what has been done but you cannot improve on what you don't know and so this is why you must be a great listener praise god number three is our social interactions many at times we focus so much on the goal that we neglect people no matter how fantastic your idea or dream may be the reality of it is that what we need one another even in this journey of salvation or in the journey to heaven we need what one another somebody must do the preaching before somebody does the believing praise god and so for that reason you must learn to value people you must learn to place a premium on people the reality of it is that the people god has placed in your lives if you begin to discern correctly you will understand their role in your life praise god don't get me wrong some people are devil sent 
That's the reality of it. You know, if God wants to advance you, he will send people. If the devil wants to distract you, he will also send people. But you see, it takes discernment to know the difference. Praise the Lord. And so when you begin to understand and value people, then you know how to deal with, we need people. Praise the Lord. There are things that I can do that you cannot do. There are things that you can do that I cannot do. And so we need one another. So when the Bible says iron sharpened iron, they are both irons. Praise God. That's the mystery of it. They, they are both irons. But none of them are sharper in isolation. It's when they begin to apply it with one another that, that they become sharper. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number four is what? True practice. Or I said experiment. The Bible says in Hebrews 5 verse 14, it says that you who by reason of use, praise God, now you have gained knowledge. Now what do you do with that knowledge? It's by applying it. Praise God. Who by reason of use is now able to discern the difference between right and wrong. Praise the Lord. You know, they said the story about uh, the man who invented the light bulb. Thomas Edison, am I right? Ah, thank God I didn't form a hand. Okay. You know, he said that, you know, I did not fail 99 times. I only found 99 ways of not doing it correctly. Praise God. We must be people who... So, we must engage in that act of taking action. You must practice. You must practice. You know, the same thing applies in sports, in anything. How do you get better? Is by what? Practice. Because when you practice, you understand what works and what does not work. And so for that reason, you go around to make adjustments such that next time you save time. But the beauty of it is that there are some people who have practiced that we can learn from their stories. This is why books and biographies are relevant. Praise God. And the last one is what? Observation. You must be observant. Things don't just happen. There are so many things happening around us. But only those who are discerning. Because when you are observing intently, you begin to see what ordinarily you did not see. Praise the Lord. But it takes that deliberateness, that, that intentionality, that, you know, I want to begin to observe. And the essence of all this that I'm sharing is because... The area that God will judge you on the subject of growth is based on the potentials that he has put in you. Praise God. You know, last month we looked at divine alignment and we talked about the sort of purpose. God has made us for a reason here on the earth. Now, when God is assessing our existence on the earth or our growth, because it's possible to grow in the wrong thing. Praise God. It is possible to do what? To grow in the wrong thing. Praise God. And this is why it's highly important that we must be deliberate about our lives. You know, someone made a statement and the person said that, um, I think it was an observation. And it says that, uh, I can't remember how it goes, but it says that only those who observe are able to grow. I, I can't remember, but again, I would, I'll figure it out and I will. And I'll share it with us. But it's highly imperative that you and I begin to observe. Praise God. And so as I begin to conclude, how then do I know I'm growing? How then do I know that I'm growing? A very interesting scripture. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11. Apostle Paul says something here. And he says, when I was a child, praise God, 
when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, and I did what I thought as a child. But when I matured, or when I became a man, I put away what? Childish things. You know, I listened to, to Bishop T.D. Jakes some time ago. And he said that oh, this is what he called the systems under test. In other words, the way I would know your extent of maturity is when it's possible for you to be immature. And I would not know. But the moment you begin to speak, the moment you begin to convey your understanding on a subject matter, and the way you begin to convey your thoughts, I know where you are on your growth spectrum. Praise God. You know, I remember in university. Now imagine full-grown men in university. And so there was this guy that came to join our class. And he resumed late. And so we just got to know him. Okay, fine. Hi. Welcome to the accounting department. Blah, 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 blah. And so one day, one of my friends just said, man, that guy is a child. I was wondering why. He said, can you imagine? We're just talking. I said, oh, you'll be my friend again. Now, that, that's, that's the statement a child will make. But praise God. You know why? Because we know that those are the statements we used to make when we were children. Or, or, or you're no longer my friend. Praise God. But how did we know he was a child? And so then we begin to, we began to inquire. How old is this guy even? And apparently, it came to be that I think it was about 16 or thereabouts. You know, so one of those intelligent young people, However, when it came to dealing with people, at that point in time, he was immature. Praise God. And so you understand that the only way you know that you are growing is that your speech will convey your age. When I mean age now, I don't mean biological age. I mean where you are in the dealings of God. Hallelujah. Your understanding, how you interpret things, that's a proof of your maturity and how you think. Praise God. And the only way you and I can improve our thoughts, because remember I said that the soul of man is that place that is responsible for your decisions and your interactions with life. And so the only way you and I can grow is by what? Aligning to these five instances or five ways through which we acquire knowledge. Because only then are we able to grow. And by growing, we fulfill God's agenda for our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us bow our heads even as we pray. Even as we have received light of God's word this morning, I want us to just begin to ask the Lord for that grace that we have understood on how to gain knowledge. We understand the relevance of understanding even in gaining knowledge. That Father God, we pray for grace. We pray for grace. You know, Paul says that those things that I desire to do, I find myself not doing them. But the things that I do not want to do are those things that I struggle with. Let's begin to pray. The Bible said that seeing that there is a reward at the end, let us therefore lay aside every weight and every besetting sin. Let's begin to ask the Lord to help us. That Father, we are asking for that grace. That Lord, you would release the grace on us, O God in heaven, to align ourselves to this curriculum for growth. That your name be glorified in our lives in the name of Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit, you are our helper. Help us in our areas of weaknesses. But above all, let your name be glorified. 
thank you most holy god in heaven in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed for anybody who is watching online or who is here and yet you are yet to make christ the lord and your personal savior the reality of it is you cannot grow until you are aligned to his patterns of growth and that growth starts with salvation praise god perhaps you're here you haven't given your life to christ or you would want to rededicate your life to christ for those who are watching online and those who are here on site why don't you repeat this prayer after me and say lord jesus come into my life today i acknowledge that you died on the cross of calvary for me and on the third day you rose again i ask that you would cleanse me of my sins even as i confess you as my lord and my personal savior Help me to walk in the realities of new creation. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. If you have said this prayer, I want to believe for those of us who are watching online, there is um, an email on the screen. Just send us an email and we will be able to provide resources that would enhance and make for your growth. In Jesus' name.